In today's very moving episode of Sorry for Your Loss, we continue to learn about Matt's past, we meet Matt's mom, and learn about Matt's chess hobby. All that and more coming up right after this. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I think we're slowly getting closer to meeting the mood of the show with these intro songs, but we're not there yet. Maybe we got, still got some work to do yet. Maybe, Maybe episode 10 will get it. Only one more week of this, hey, so know. we better get it next week. <laughs> Guys, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sorry for Your Loss After Show here on AfterBuzz TV on Facebook. We are talking about Facebook Watch's brilliant and moving and wonderful series starring Elizabeth Olsen and dealing with the loss of her husband in what's one of my favorite shows of the year. Yeah. I'm just liking the show more and more. Uh, in this episode in particular, we're talking about episode 7 called I Hate Chess. If this is your first time tuning into our after show, please note that this is an in-depth review of the show, and so we will be talking about spoilers. This is our take on the episode. Um, we will not only be covering the episode today, guys, but we will also be doing a little segment where we give you some practical tips on how to deal with depression because we feel like Facebook has done such a a good job of promoting responsible behavior around mental illness that we want to sort of um, continue that trend as well. And I'm not alone because I have great panelists by my side, including yes. D'Angelo Friday. What's up, guys? And Taylor Gates. Hey. And I would like to talk about this episode of Sorry for Your Loss. It was called I Hate Chess. I think I mentioned that. Um, we sort of got to see more of Danny's of Matt's past, mm-hmm. um, including meeting some more of his family members, mm-hmm. his mom specifically. Um, we met Lisa Ray Hamilton, who plays his mom, Lisa Gay Hamilton, who I thought turned in a very wonderful performance. She it. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of this episode overall? I really liked it. I liked that we kind of branched out and de- did get to meet sort of Matt and Danny's family, obviously, because like family is such an important aspect of the show and it's such a central theme, especially for Lee, of course. And so it was nice to kind of like branch out and meet, you know, someone who is obviously very important in her life, too. And I thought it was especially interesting, like the parallels between her not calling Bobby mm-hmm. and like her friend in the last episode yeah. with the birthday party. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, Lee, you're being a little bit of a hypocrite. Yeah. But I mean... It's how it is. Like, it's true. Everything's messy and nothing's simple. And I think that the show just continuously does such a great job conveying that. Yeah. I think that's well said. Everything's messy. Nothing's simple. That's what this show pretty much kind of sums up. I also just love how the plot is kind of getting deeper. Now we're kind of in the mental health aspect of things. I love how responsible the show is. We say that every week. But I love what they've done with Matt. Mm-hmm. Because it just started with Elizabeth Olsen um, dealing with her grief, and it's kind of matured to something even bigger and more, uh, more of a better statement, almost. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's been interesting for Lee to sort of unpack the can of worms of what is the real reason that Matt's not here anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's I think the first topic I want to talk about is um, Danny and Lee sort of having the discussion of. Lee really wants to open the can of worms of, like, what really happened. And, you know, we can't really blame her because the question around Matt's death is a very important one. And especially as his widow, it's probably hard for her to not want to know the answer to that question. But Danny, on the other hand, very logically sort of wants to keep that can closed um, to the point where they're disagreeing about whether or not Lee has the right to go talk to their mom, to Bobby, who is her mother-in-law. We've kind of joked about, like, Team Lee, Team Danny during this season. Are you guys leaning either way, or do you think they're both justified here? 
I definitely think they're both justified. I think if I was in this situation, I would be more of a Lee, though. Because mm-hmm. I'd, I, I would need answers, you know? I would want to know everything that happened and keep getting to know this person that you love so much. And the only way that you can do that is through, you know, the extension of them, their family. Yeah. Um, so I really definitely understood Danny's side. And I don't think that he was wrong in what he did. But I think that if I were in this situation, I would definitely do what Lee did. I think I'm team neither. Um, I I definitely agree with Lee's actions, but we got to the root of her motive when mm-hmm. uh, in the last scene when she was talking to Danny. Yeah, and she said, "Oh, can I spoil this stuff now?" Or? Go for okay. it. Yeah, it's an important part of the episode. Um, she said to him that she wanted to blame someone. Right. So that I couldn't agree with. I understand it, um, but her actions in wanting to get to know her her um, now ex husband more, I I can like. Of course, you want to do that, and even if it, it involves a family who hasn't um, tackled on some of, some important things in their own family, like you still need to do that for yourself for your own well being. Um, but because of her motive of kind of at first wanting to blame someone, her father, the mother, I didn't agree with that. And then Danny, he just didn't want to deal with anything, which mm-hmm. is what was which did Matt to his own good probably. Yeah. Um, so I, I couldn't, I can't fully support either one but also understand both perspectives it's a well-reasoned answer yeah i totally hear what you're saying um it's interesting because it kind of goes back to the crux of their relationship which is who is more entitled to grieve over this loss the brother or the ex or the late or the widow is the word i'm looking for and what i love about this show is the answer of course there's no clear answer right Right. this show does such a good job of continuing to pose questions that don't have answers but exploring them in as rich and deep of a way as they can like i think this show is fearless not only in the themes that it wants to topic that it wants to tackle but it's also fearless in how deep it's willing to dig into the challenges around grief. We'll talk about it for next episode, but the idea of what happens when someone who doesn't know you've lost your spouse asks you about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think they were so smart to really, really explore every single component of what it's like to lose someone. Mm -hmm. If that's what the show's about, it's doing such a good job of really richly exploring all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So Lee does decide to go talk to Bobby, who's Matt and Danny's mom, I I really liked that their relationship was one that was warm because I think there's some versions of this episode when she's like the cranky mother-in-law. Yeah. And this show's way more interesting than that. You sure. know what I mean? So how did you guys feel about Bobby and Lee's initial sort of interactions? I love all of the angles. I'm just thinking about all the moms in the show, the mm-hmm. stepmom, the you know, right. the all of the how they represent all the moms is like really really good. Yeah. Um and she was just like icing on the cake because who else would understand the trauma as much as um, the mother right. that Lee's going through? I mean, hers is probably, you could even argue, is more intense. Yeah. You know, she raised him. Um, so, but to answer your question, I think how she was represented was really good, a good layer to the show. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I definitely agree with your point how they could have made this, like, a really, like, she, like, hates Lee, or, like, it, everything's fine, mm-hmm. and, like, they're getting along so well because they have this thing in common. And it's like they are just delving into that middle ground, yep. which is where the truth almost always lies. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a really interesting dynamic to explore. Yeah, I thought it was really smart how the show immediately immersed us into a flashback right mm-hmm. when we got there, and we got to see... Lee and Danny, uh, sorry, Lee and Matt at his home. And it was interesting the way the show slowly unveiled that his father also struggled with depression. How did you guys feel about sort of not the ultimate reveal of what the family was like, but sort of learning that Matt's dad also struggled with depression? 
Well, I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't know the numbers in that, but I would I would imagine that that's something that could be very generational. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. and we don't even know why the father died. So I know. That's definitely true, and I like how they sort of brought up, um, like, the show does a great job of having, like, the undercurrents of, like, race and things like yeah. that, too, and that scene where um, it was both Bobby and Danny, and they were like, well, why are you just assuming that he was, like, abusive, yeah. or, like, he did all these things, and I was like, that's so true, yeah. like, because it's a, that's a cliche in so many different shows, mm-hmm. and I really like that they kind of, like just tackled that head on and like really brought that up and twisted it on its head yes it's like even oh sorry no i want you to go first yeah one other thing i wanted to add before we moved on from that is i liked also the mom when the idea of him being depressed was introduced to her because i'm sure it wasn't the first time she heard it that kind of generational oh he's just he's just being Mm. a soft kid or something like that that is also something that i feel like one uh, if I'm generally speaking, I feel like in the African-American community, like when it comes to mental health, a lot of people say that. But then also a generational thing, like in in that time, thinking about mental health wasn't as tactful as it is or taken as seriously as it is now. So yeah. I like that they did that. Yeah, I, I'm really glad that the family chose to explore black characters with depression yeah. because this is so commonly a white narrative of mm-hmm. like you know, like, waspy, anxiety-ridden, middle-aged white people. And, mm-hmm. like, I think it's really interesting that the show is exploring that. And Taylor, I'm so glad you brought up the fact that the show baited us into him being, like, an abusive dad. Because, again, like, in the 90s especially, this was such a black thing of, like, an abusive family. And for them to be like, oh, just because he had a scar on his back, this is where you go. So it's like the show was also calling out the audience for mm-hmm. anyone who would have made that assumption. Mm-hmm. Just so subtle, the way this show, like, baits you to think that way and then is like, nope, and it twists it on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, this led to some really challenging conversations between Lee and Bobby. First of all, I have to say, Lisa Gay Hamilton, oh, that is me. I'm so sorry, guys. Very unprofessional of me. Um, part of live TV, baby. Um, but I um, wanted to say that her performance in this, Lisa Gay Hamilton, who plays um, Lee's mother-in-law, she was, like, un- incredible. Like, one of the she best, like, for as little time as she had on screen, she made the most of it. How did you guys feel about her performance? She felt like a mom. Yeah. Which, you know, was important, number one, but also... I felt like I saw some like similarities with my mom. Um, the line when she was on the bed after she was crying, she was just like, I did the best I could do. Like, you know what I mean? Which you, you, I believe her. Um, but you can tell that there are a lot of underlying things she hasn't tackled on, which probably just allowed her to c- continue to function as a human being. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and she had such a good arc in this episode because we ha- we start like just sort of like you know not too much tension, but like still tension there yeah. where sure. Lee arrives and then it sort of escalates to the point where Lee's sort of like yelling at her, like demanding answers, and then we have that scene where she is in the bed and just like wishing that Lee was pregnant, so it was like a, a piece of her son yeah. still mm-hmm. in this world, and she just she played so many emotions so well, and um, it changed like really fast because it's only you know a 30 minute episode but it felt really like natural too it didn't feel like everything was like whiplash i agree you know it it, it naturally developed really well Mm -hmm. i agree yeah this sort of led us to the final scene between danny and lee when of course she's really trying to parse through why she's so obsessed with getting the answers around matt and it's easy for her to say you know it's because i'm entitled to this as his wife i need ex-wife or late wife i guess would be the widow is the word that i keep <laughs> not being able to say. um but it's but then she comes to the conclusion that she's like i just if i was able to place the blame on what happened on somebody i'd be able to alleviate the blame on myself and i don't know if you guys have ever dealt with the loss of someone owing to those circumstances but as someone who has 
that's such an accurate and real component to grieving if that's a possibility. Yeah. The show is just so smart in the way that was written. I will say, too, that that's one aspect of TV, or at least in this show. They get to accelerate the process a bit, and that's not, you know, it's not going to happen that quick, usually for people. But I think it's a good um, blueprint for people who are going through grief to know, hey, get to the root of why you're doing these things. Because a lot of times you get lost in just your actions. Mm. Um, So it's beautiful that we get to experience that with her, but I also feel like that's not something that is common to get to the root of it. Like, it seems like it was the night of that she figured out yeah. why she was doing all those things. So. And it's like, there's a, there's just a lot of ups and downs in the show because at the end of every episode, like, Lee seems like she's, like, okay at yeah. least. Like, she's finding some peace and the next episode something else will kind of trigger yeah. it and happen. And that's just, like, so true to life. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not just a linear path. Like, there's gonna be so many ups and downs and um, I like that it, it's like that without being repetitive. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, well, this led to the final scene, um, which I thought was so incredibly moving. And of course, Lee is asking the question all of us ask is, was he actually happy? So the show, this episode, which had been thematically interested in exploring old photos and old, you know, memories, we bring up cell phone footage of them at this kind of wild party. And I was so moved by the way the show handled these reflections mm-hmm. on like happier times how did you guys react to these scenes i cried that was the moment because i cry every episode that's the moment i started losing it i think that the choice to have it be at this like just fun silly casual party was like cool too because usually it'd be like oh they're like filming themselves at the beach or whatever but it's like yeah but it's like they're just having a good time like surrounded yeah and it's messy and it's just very like unscripted you know Uh I loved that the choice to have that, and that's that like hit even harder because I'm like, oh, it's just such a normal thing, mm. but like she can't even have that normalcy anymore. Yeah, it's devastating. I think Danny is, I mean, he's handled her well. I mean, that's probably because they're very similar. Mm-hmm. He's a lash out. He lashes out a lot. She lashes out a lot. Um, so it's like interesting. He's continuously knowing what to show or how to support her, and yeah. like in those most vulnerable moments, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and it's there's just something about the way this show is directed where you do feel like you're just seeing real life. Yeah. Like it's this five percent thing that most shows don't get right. That this show just nails, and it feels so authentic and intimate. Where I'm always just so moved by what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the other component of this episode that we're learning is Sabrina and Jules' developing relationship, which I am so here for. Me too. How do you? First of all, Jules is like weirdly becoming one of my favorite characters on this show. <laughs> I find so endearing, so endearing, and I find Kelly Marie Tran to be a very charming actress. Yeah. Um, I'm just like I'm excited to see her do more work because I just really like Jules. Um, how do you guys feel about Jules and Sabrina's kind of interesting and unexpected friendship? I mean, I love it, and I, I especially having Carmen here last week. Like that, whenever they come in, I'm like, yeah, you're oh, you just for them at that point. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. care so much about them just because they give you all these little insights that you like might not have seen if you hadn't like talked to them about their process and stuff. Um, but I'm always here for that sort of like chosen family and um, like finding common ground and stuff. So I'm really here for it, and I really, really love that they um, are exploring that relationship. I, you know, I love them. Yeah, I'm more so with the mom. I'm kind of like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, because she was at, Amy. Yeah, Amy. Yeah. She's you know she's actually been very good throughout the, the show, and you know we all have our problems. But she for, at first didn't want them to hang out, right? You know, which seems to be rooted out of jealousy. And then you know you kiss the 
kissed your ex-husband. Uh-oh, spoiler alert. Oh, I'm well, sure you guys we've have already seen the spoiled next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. They uh, kind of blend together. They blend yeah, together. Yeah. I'm sure they've watched both. Oh, so. is that the next episode? It's the next yeah. episode. Oh, you're good. Two you're good. Time, <laughs> it's all right. I'll give you a sneak preview of next crap, crap, crap. That's, that's right, what happens when you watch them together. Bleep that out, guys. Yeah. Yeah, she's 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 been a question mark for me recently. I agree. Yeah, yeah, her character seems a bit on shaky ground. We did also learn that Jules is not the daughter of um, Rich, and that I'm trying to remember how they phrased it, but it's like this isn't my stepmom, and she was like, um, she he's your ex uh, Amy's ex husband, and then Lee's dad, and he's nothing to me. Yeah. essentially. So we learned a little bit more about where Jules comes from, because I don't know if that had been established yet. Yeah, we it didn't know they didn't talk. Yeah. yeah, we don't know who Jules' father is. Wait, wait, well, no, no, no. You guys think she... I thought she was saying she doesn't associate with him anymore, because she said he's here nothing. I think she meant the, literally, he's not my dad. That's oh. what I thought, too. And it explains why she's Asian, you know? Now I, see now I don't want to talk because I'm starting to I don't know which episode is which I'm eighty nine is starting to blur. Well, then she would probably be Lee's half sister. I'm guessing, or potentially or adopted. adopted. Yeah. It has to be one of the two. But I, yeah. I interpret that differently. Could you okay. ever, could you guys tell me? Are you talking about the scene where her and Sabrina are, are talk uh, talking to each other in the in the in the dance room area after she did the class? Yeah, I think and that's you was. and you think her saying. He's my nothing means that they're not related. Yes. Yeah. Personally, that's how I took but it. But I understand your mm-hmm. interpretation too. Yeah. Right. I totally get that. But I, I don't know. Just the way she phrased that, that, that seems like really harsh to say, especially in front of like his, her, wife. his wife. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and it's true. Like, there isn't really a way that Amy could have an Asian daughter right. if Rich is her dad. Yeah. So like, she's either adopted or. Amy has another lover somewhere on this earth. I believe it. I know. See, <laughs> Not Amy. to be spoilers, but I believe it. Amy likes to have fun. She definitely uh, <laughs> likes her men. Um, we'll be talking about that next episode. In the meantime, do you guys feel like there's anything I've really missed in this episode? I feel like we've covered most of it. I just want to talk about one of the first scenes... It's not like super important to the plot. I just thought it was like Bring a really f- like fun written scene with um, Jules and Lee, where they're watching the Real Housewives <laughs> at the beginning. I just thought the dialogue there was so funny and so fun to just kind of establish, like, because they've had really like a rocky relationship yeah. like so far, but that was just like a fun sisterly, yes. silly sort of throwaway moment that I just really liked. Is she throwing a welcome party for her new boots? Yes. <laughs> and they like make the taglines if they were the real hot. Oh, yeah. I thought it was so funny. Okay, so that was in episode eight, uh, seven. Yeah, that was episode seven. <laughs> oh, see, I'm now I'm all off. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. I okay. promise. Right. I have it in my notes. I'm like all off right now. What's happening? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I feel like for the most part, that's this episode. So if there's oh, any... there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. Yes, I like, please. I thought it was interesting that um, going back to the mom and Lee, when the mom was kind of breaking down in a bit, she backtracked on the uh, suicide stuff mm. uh, in the conversation, which I thought was interesting. I get the, I get the decision, but... Lee or Bobby, you mean? Lee, who's Bobby, is the mom. Yes. So Bobby asked her, very specifically, I remember, at Bobby asking Lee, you don't think he, and she cut, him off, cut mm. her off, and she was like, no. 
think, I think she was about to ask her about the suicide thing. Do you think that she's protecting her feelings, or do you think Lee actually believes that? Oh, I think she's protecting her feelings, 100%. Yeah, I think we still don't know. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. I just was curious if anyone else interpreted yeah. something some well, other way. Speaking of interpretations, we've given, us, we've given you our take on mm-hmm. the episode, but as you guys know, this is an open-ended show, and there's so many subtle moments that you can't possibly cover in a half-hour after show, so please reach out to us. Um, you know we cover a lot of TV here. We'll give you where our Twitter's and at the end of the show, so you can tweet at us or comment. But we're not only on Facebook, we're also on YouTube, so I'd love to hear some more about that, D'Angelo, yeah. if I may. Yes, 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 yes. So... Oh, but... <laughs> Excellent toss that I completely missed. It was so good. It felt no organic. <laughs> Look, guys, I know you're checking us out on, on Facebook, but we do have a lot of content on YouTube. Yes, we Jeff do. just said. Our network pro- uh, produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve television fans, but we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that te- that's t- tailor-made for you and it'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're definitely optional. I don't I certainly turn them off. Yes, uh, me too. So hit the subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air for now. Thanks for helping us becoming the ESPN of TV Talk. Hell yeah. Yes. Check out our YouTube guys. We cover pretty much anything that's airing, so we've got plenty of stuff. And we're on Spotify now. Yes, so we are. Go check us out on Spotify. Spotify, baby. Okay. Um, so I mentioned that we had some special segments. One of the things we've noticed that's been so cool about this show is that Facebook has been really responsibly handling all the issues that this show brings up. And even if you look in the comments right over here, um, Facebook is responding to everything that everyone is saying and providing resources and support groups. So we thought it might be cool to bring you guys some practical advice if you're someone who might be struggling with depression. You know, there are so many, especially nowadays, people who are truly struggling with mental health. And we thought some practical advice might be nice. So Taylor, you got something over there. Let us yeah, know. Yeah, one that I think is like really good because I do a lot of like working from home. I do a lot of freelancing and working remotely. And since I live in a little one bedroom, I will usually work in my bed. But that's actually not really that good for you, apparently. Asleep and mood are actually intimately related. And a 2014 study found that 80% of people with major depressive disorder experience sleep disturbances. You might feel like you just can't fall asleep or perhaps you struggle to get out of bed because you feel exhausted all the time. Good sleep hygiene could be key to improving the quality and quantity of your sleep. Turn off all your electronics at least an hour before you go to bed. That is so hard for me, but I know know it would help so much. And use dim light to read a book or engage in another relaxing activity. So you have an alternative to Twitter. Yes. Only use your bed for sleep and sexual activity. Doing work in bed or even in your bedroom can cause you to associate your bed with stress rather than relaxation. That's a really, really interesting tip and something that I'm definitely going to try out i'm unfortunately not struggling with depression but i think that anyone like Mm -hmm. could use these tips to just improve overall quality of life yeah i just got married and my wife and i have really tried to like keep our room like zen so we leave our phones out of the room and we'll like read in bed and i have found that it kind of like you associate your bedroom with like a zen peaceful place which is really nice so if any of you guys are struggling with especially sleep disorders or depression great advice sleep hygiene i love that of course our other special segment guys is our most moving moment from this episode i have mine if um oh wait i'm thinking i'm doing the same thing i was about to quote something from the next episode i have it written down somewhere in my notes but i'm gonna let someone else take over real quick if they've got it ready you want me to go yeah Yeah, i have a couple but i i think i'm gonna point out 
the conversation between Lee and Bobby when Bobby just really, really wished that Lee was pregnant. Because yeah. I thought that was interesting, but it, I mean, it makes so much sense if you think about it. And the quote where Lee assures her, you made him, you raised him, and he was amazing. That made me tear up. Yeah. Yeah. D'Angelo? I, I have to go with the last scene. I'm glad you didn't take that one. Um, her, Lee and Danny watching the DVD of Matt. I just mm-hmm. thought that was the sweetest thing. I did too. Because of that, I think I'm going to say... The housewives moment. The two sisters just being sisters. Yeah. It's always nice to see. And it's nice to see that Lee can still preserve the innocence. And so can Jules because they're both, they both had to lose something, but they still have what made them sisters in the first place. Yeah. Um, well, with that, guys, that pretty much covers episode seven. If you're on Facebook right now, stay tuned because we will be covering episode eight right after this. Um, any other thoughts on this episode before we make our way out, guys? Covered no, I think it. We got it all. Yeah. yeah, there's no real need for predictions because we've seen the next episode, but we Clearly. will do some <laughs> predictions on the next episode. Yes. So if you want to hear our thoughts on the final two, stay tuned and we'll give those to you. Until then, though, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sorry for Your Loss After Show here on Facebook. It's been so much fun. I'm just loving this show, Great. guys. Um, I'm sad because there's only one more week of it. Um, but the conversation never stops. And you can always reach out to me on Twitter, guys, if you want to. That is at Jeffrey C. Graham. I'll tweet back. And I'm D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at D'Angelo TV. Make sure you check the spelling. It's D-E-A-N-J-I-L-O-T-V on Twitter and on Instagram at D'Angelo. You guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I'm also on the Good Place After Show every Thursday at 6 in London under SVU every Thursday at 8. It is a Taylor Gates marathon tonight, so <laughs> yeah. stay with me. Nice. And stay with us, guys. We'll see you in just a minute here on AfterBuzz TV. Deuces. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 